Hello, good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 36 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast, part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan with you after a holiday week. And Sean, I mean, we, we've got some news to talk about. We were planning to record at this time pretty much all week, and it just so happens that we have some semblance of Yankees news that came out from Jeff Passan of ESPN just minutes before I came down to record, and it's seemingly good news. The um, Jeff Passan, obviously one of the most reliable national baseball reporters in the country, has broken a ton of news, particularly since he got to ESPN. He's been one of the go-to guys to break all the big trades and signings, and he's saying that the Yankees are all in on Garrett Cole. They have approval from Hal to... Um, offer him a, a record-setting deal that would make him the highest-paid pitcher in history. And now it's really just going to come down to Garrett Cole's choice of where he wants to go. So, I mean, this is obviously huge news because I feel like heading into the offseason, the feeling around the fan base and even just about everyone we talk to that covers the Yankees, including Mark Kerrig and Lindsey Adler at, at the Fangraphs panel the other week, the you know the dominant sentiment was that the Yankees need Garrett Cole. If the Yankees want to win the World Series next year and capitalize on this championship window, they have to throw money at Garrett Cole. And I feel like what was always holding us back was kind of the Yankees' recent behavior in terms of their spending, which has been to try to not spend as much and stay under this self-imposed financial restriction. But it seems like they're going to go against that and become the evil empire again, maybe just temporarily, but it's a good time to break that mold because we're talking about a generational talent that could very well make the Yankees the top contender for the World Series next year. I mean, I think if they get called, they they are the top contender. But, um, yeah, pretty pretty excited. I think Nick Stellini's tweet was, was Hal visited by the ghost of his father and then three specters over the course of one night who showed him the error of his ways. <laughs> and then he tweeted Glaber Torres playing the role of Tiny Twit. Tiny <laughs> uh, that made me laugh out loud. Um, that was an awesome tweet. And just, just watching everybody react to this news that the Yankees will all, will be all in money wise for Cole, not even that they're getting him, has energized the fan base um, probably more than it's been since the DJ LeMahieu home run in, in Game Six of the ALCS <laughs> is the most uh, on fire I've seen Yankees Twitter. Um, I'm very excited to hear this news. I know that you've kind of been a little more hesitant to get hurt again. Um, but I was ready to jump right in right after the Fangraphs event when uh, when Lindsey said they know now is the time, and then Mark said the Yankees are going to get Cole. I was I was pumped, and I I mean this just I'm getting really excited. I'm I try to be even keel and process over results, and anything can happen. But I'm going to be disappointed if the Yankees don't get Cole, especially it leaked out that he doesn't prefer either coast. Um, you know the destination won't be you know geographically based for where he goes uh that probably is just boris leaking it out so the angels don't think they could lowball him and i thought mark's tweet was really interesting if it comes down to the yankees and the angels it's it's epler versus cashman teacher versus oh, student. Yeah, former protege and uh much much like anakin versus obi-wan or you know hopefully uh, let's, it just goes say, like let's just say let's just say cashman has the high ground we hope 
Yeah, hopefully. Either that or Cashman just evaporates and some some <laughs> other pitcher out there that we're not thinking of just pops right up. But uh, Michael Pineda's off the board, and so is uh, Zach Wheeler, both of which I'm glad these discount options are going off early and the Yankees have their, their big target. Don't forget about Cole Hamels. Oh, yeah. The classic, oh, the Yankees didn't get Cole tweets were, were out that <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, you knew I those were coming. Those texts to you guys, <laughs> yeah. Um. So what what do you think of the what do you think of the news that the Yankees are are committed? Does this does this make you feel more confident going forward as a fan that the Steinbrenners are invested? It's just that they're a little more prudent about it, which they don't need to be. Let's face it. But um, does this make you feel like they at least have a sense of reality? Yeah, I mean, you said now that you're so excited that you're going to be really disappointed if the Yankees don't get Cole, I feel like this kind of gives me the opposite sentiment. I feel like I'm going to be less disappointed because if the Yankees throw the checkbook at Garrett Cole and say, we want you here, we are willing to pay you whatever it's going to take to get you here. And he, and you know, the angels give a similar offer and he goes there because maybe it, you know, maybe if the money's the same, he decides to just go with the west coast where he's from and if that's the case then honestly like what else could the yankees have done if if you know all i really have ever wanted to see is the yankees act like the yankees they by by never offering these big contracts to pitchers like max scherzer in in the past it's it's just like the yankees have been deliberately holding one of their biggest advantages in their back pocket that's what's been so frustrating about all the times that they've missed on, you know, quality starting pitchers. And Sweeney alluded to all of them at the um, uh, end of the season press conference that obviously got a lot of play on Twitter because of the testy exchange between him and, and Brian Cashman. But I thought Sweeney was completely on point. The Yankees have arguably cost themselves a couple World Series by not pulling the trigger on some of the top starting pitchers in the league. And, you know, they like not not wanting to go after Verlander in 2017 because of their own financial restrictions. And I, I, I now like, I, now I see this news and it's definitely a lot. It's, it's encouraging. I'm willing to like put that stuff in the, in the past and just say, all right, you know, obviously I have a lot of resentment as a fan for them, not actively doing whatever they can to win a world series, given the talent they already have. But now if they're acknowledging that like this is the time this is the time <clears throat> to go for it and that they're willing to spend that money now all of a sudden I do feel way a lot better about spending $50 to go to a regular season game it was it was tough to do that last year especially after like the off season not obviously hit, seeing DJ LeMahieu play like an MVP made it a lot easier but just I don't know just with like the Corbin stuff last year and then watching Jay Happ instead like it was that was frustrating so Honestly, just knowing that they've kind of pivoted from that mindset makes me feel better already. Yeah, I mean, I, I never felt, I don't know, I always, I just like to be at the ballpark, so I don't really think of it that way, but I understand what you, what you mean. It's hard to invest in something that doesn't want to invest yeah. back. No, don't so, get me wrong. I forget yeah. about all those things once I'm there, and I'm just like rooting well, for the I know. players. You, you, yeah. you go to more games than I do, maybe, but uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it, it gets you pumped up, and it's... You know, I'm already looking at season ticket plans and everything now, and um, we'll see. But, I mean, you think about it. If they can get this done, the rotation next year with Cole, Severino, Paxton, Tanaka, that's that's insanely good. 
Yeah, I mean that's and you and you'll have Cole and Severino together for four years. Yeah, you you mentioned Paxton too for next year. Obviously, getting Cole would be huge for the long run because guys like Paxton and Tanaka will be free agents after this season. But just looking ahead to twenty twenty, you get Garrett Cole and you have him, Severino, and Paxton. That's pretty damn in line with what the Nationals won a World Series with, with Scherzer, Corbin, and Strasburg. So that's, and playoff Tanaka. Yeah, and postseason Tanaka and a much better bullpen than the Nationals and obviously a prolific offense where you just hope that a ha- that half the lineup doesn't fall into a black hole again. And, um, and, and again, like, like, it seems like... You know, we read Inside the Empire. We talked to Bob Clappish on this podcast before, and he was pretty clear in that book that when talking to Brian Cashman, that Cashman's belief was that the postseason is a crapshoot. The goal is to win the division so you can avoid the wild card game, and then you hope for the best in the playoffs. And I agree with him. I mean, baseball has more parity than almost any other sport when it comes to championship winners, but. You also want to give yourself the best chance to diminish as much of that parity and randomness as possible by putting together the best team, and that's going to cost money. But I mean, just it, it was like it was like Bryce Harper last year once he signed with the Phillies. Did you really think that the Phillies weren't going to cash in on that investment almost immediately with all the jersey sales and their season ticket prices skyrocketed after that? Like it's. It's worth it, and that's not even taking into account what Garrett Cole would do for the Yankees in terms of wins and losses and potentially World Series championships. So, I mean, this this has always been, to me, the definition of a no-brainer. You have to get him. I, yeah, I 100% agree. This is... This, this, this is this is the big fish. This is what puts us over the top and makes us the favorites for the foreseeable future i think i mean if they play their cards right and and don't let guys walk over money you know if you need to you know you i think they'll wind up keeping one of tanaka or paxton um yeah and if they do that and and then they develop or around tanaka like like let's say they keep let's say they keep paxton actually let's say they have paxton cole and severino and then they develop you know jordan montgomery or, or um michael king or whoever and you know, it, it sets you up for the future. If you don't get Cole, well, now you're screwed. Now you got to keep both of these guys, and you're still you're just where you started, and it's, it's yeah. pretty much a, a must do. So uh, I'm glad that the Yankees see that. And and look, if he chooses to go to if the Angels, and the Yankees offer more money than whatever, but he's saying it's not going to be like that. So at least we won't get White Soxed, um, like what happened with Zach Wheeler. Yeah. Poor White Sox, man. They they they. Got all of all of Machado's family over there, and he still goes to San Diego. And then, <laughs> that one was a little more understandable because the Padres' offer was way more competitive yeah. financially. This mm-hmm. this one's different, obviously, because yeah. they literally offered more money. But yeah, that's a bummer for them. Yep. And if that happens to the Yankees, it's a bummer too. But I'd feel way better about it. I'd be way way less frustrated if Cole goes to the Angels leaving more money from the Yankees on the table than if Cole goes to the Angels because all the Yankees did was put his picture on the Jumbotron and offer yeah. him a lowball deal. Like that's that is way, way more frustrating than if this news comes out and then the Yankees don't get Cole. Because it's like, yeah. okay, they did everything they could and then it's not up to them anymore. Right. And I like that they flew across the country to meet both Cole and Strasburg. And, and Rob Pettit. 
And yeah, they brought uh, Andy Pettit, who, you know, he's, he knows a thing or two about pitching in New York and what it's like to have success there. And he's he's from Houston, where where um, where Cole was pitching last year. So hopefully there's a connection there. And the Yankees brought their pitching coach, who, you know, they. I was reading today from that article from Lindsay. He's a psych major, so hopefully he performed some psychology tricks, some, some Jedi mind him. tricks on on him, and and that'll be that. Yeah. So we'll see. So what what do you put the odds? What, what, like how sure are you? I don't want to say sure, but what percent chance do you think the Yankees have of landing Cole? What do you think it is right now with the tweets we just <laughs> – the tweet I, we just read from Jeff Passan? I guess top of my head I'd say 80. I was I was going to say exactly that. Eight zero. That's exactly what I was going to say. Cool. Well, then we're in agreement there. Yep. Um, so anyway, let's uh, looking at all the tweets. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Another classic. <laughs> yeah. Classic. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of those like that. So um, I mean, there's been a lot of news all around baseball. Not much affects the Yankees. Um, I, I, I was actually, I, I know the underlying numbers are good, but I've never been a big believer in Zach Wheeler. So I'm glad that he went to the Phillies where he's someone where if I'm wrong, I really don't care unless we face him in the world series. Um, and the Yankees didn't use him as like a backup option to avoid a mega deal. I don't think I was ever considering Pineda an option. I thought Hamels might be on a one year deal, but you never know. Um, that's really that's really about it. I mean, Mustakas went to the Reds. The Mets are going to have like the richest owner in, in the history of baseball. Yeah. Um, but apparently, he's based off of like this sh- guy in the show Billions, which I, I don't watch. But apparently, a lot of insider trading there, so it's probably like an Astro situation where he'll do whatever <laughs> it takes to win. And I mean, good for the Mets fans. Honestly, they play in New York. They should be spending all their money, and I'm happy for their fans that that have to cry about it because. I mean, it's it's not fun to to watch all the other teams get all the good players. But um, one thing I saw, I don't know if you saw it. It was from uh, Jim Bowden about the like one one move every team could make in the off season. I, I, I saw the story. I wound up reading Ken Rosenthal's um, morning story instead, and gotcha. I forgot to go back to it. What, so what you- I'm, I'm interested in what you think of this. The Yankees trade. Miguel Andujar, right-handed pitcher, Ronzi Contreras, Ronzi, I don't know who he is, I'm sorry, and first baseman Luke Voigt to the Pittsburgh Pirates in exchange for first baseman Josh Bell. Why, just because he's a lefty power bat? I mean, well, I mean, he's under team control until 2023, and he put it up a 118 WRC plus last year. Luke Voigt's under team control for, how, how much longer is Voigt under team control for? He was even more valuable when healthy. He put up a 125 WRC plus batting left-handed. I don't know. That doesn't really. It's pre- it's. I think it's pretty even deal. I don't know. I like I like Voight. I mean, basically, what what Bronx Pinstripe says, it's a slight upgrade um, for for the Yankees at first base, but then you're giving up. Andujar. So, I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with Andujar because, I, you know, I, I actually I don't know if you were in Lindsay's live chat uh, yesterday no. on the Athletic, but I posted a question and she actually answered it. I said, 
you know, there's all these possibilities out there with trading Andohar, but how sold are the Yankees on Geo? Because what do you make of his year? He tailed off a little bit at the end, but you also have to factor that against the juiced ball. And, you know, she made a good point that she's pretty sure these teams are above anybody in the public and in terms of data and measuring and quantifying what the juiced ball actually did for everybody and what every player is like would have been like in a normal ball environment. Uh, they could probably adjust for that. So if they are comfortable with Urshel and moving forward with him, they have the information to do so. But I, I, it's such a tough decision, in my opinion, because your your only year with him, his breakout year, he kind of was playing in a different game than we've played every other year in. Yeah. Can you say something similar about Andohar? Like in his rookie season, our only major league sample size of him, his you know he put up great numbers, but his you know his stat cast numbers and his x stats like weren't really in line with the results so you can argue that he could also see a drop off too whereas Urshela is also far and away a better defender yeah oh I yeah I, I think out of the two if, if you were telling me choose one to move forward with and ditch the other I would keep Urshela and move on from from Andujar because yeah. I think Andujar's hitting was a bit of fool's gold I agree I don't like that he's not patient um seems like a nice kid but so is Urshela but Urshela comes with the glove so yeah yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I definitely think Andahar is is movable. Only problem is his value is and much lower. Game six. Than, yeah. Um, speaking of game six, Joe Urshela is like Clay. Game six. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, he definitely broke out of a little slump that night. Um, speaking of of Void, did you see? Um, he was talking to Jack Curry and basically said that. He never felt the same after his core injury, and he had pulled himself from a game against the Diamondbacks that series when they were at, at the stadium right before the deadline, and um, and was basically just saying, "This time I come back, I'm making sure I'm 100%, not 70 or 75%." I think that's just kind of confirmation of what we already knew. I mean, Voigt was a machine until he got hurt, and then just completely yeah. plummeted when he got back. He was clearly battling injuries, and that's why I'm just. That's why I'm so sold on Voight. I mean, he tore it up in 2018. We all know what he did then. And he was putting up similar numbers to start 2019. I mean, the day he got hurt, he had just ripped his third double. And, I mean, he was he was still putting up ridiculous numbers. And there's just, there's just a clear... There's just a clear mark in his season where he dropped off that's easily explainable. And it's that he suffered that core injury and, and never came back from it the same so you hope uh the surgery in the off season um helps him get back to that 100 percent that he hits like he did through the first half of of last season but i feel like i feel like that sample size coupled with what he did once he got to the yankees in 2018 makes you feel pretty good that he can continue doing that yeah i i'm a, I'm a luke voigt believer too i just you know, I just thought that was an interesting trade. I don't mean to, you know, I do have a lefty bias, but Voight's pretty awesome. And the thing I love about Voight is he controls the strike zone and it fits in with what the Yankees do. He uses the short porch. And without Voight in the first half of the year, up until, without Voight up until London, the Yankees probably are scuffling into the, into that, that second half there. Um, he carried them and, and stayed healthy throughout the whole, whole first half and was dominating in London until he got hurt. So, yeah. I'm excited to see him healthy. I think, you know what? We all were like, well, what is Voight really going to be coming into this year? And then, bam, he smacks a three-run bomb on opening day and, uh, you know, pretty much stays hot the entire first half. So yeah. 
I'm I'm cool. I'm a hundred percent cool with going with Voight, um, Voight and Urshela at the corners, and then you know LeBehu and Torres uh, up the middle. I, I I you know I don't think Didi coming back is is an option right now, but um, you know that's that's not a horrible infield. No, no, not at all. I'm gonna be really sad to see Didi leave, obviously. But. I hope he goes to the Phillies. It'd be cool to see him with Girardi and a team that could win. And I think they need yeah. leadership. I don't know how him and Harper would get along, but um, it'd be cool to see him with the Phillies. Didi strikes yeah. me as someone that probably gets along with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So, what else is going on? Nothing. I mean, it's all about Cole right now. That's at least what it should be about. Do you believe incarcerated Bob's tweets? Incarcerated Bob? I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a no. Yeah, you should you should take it as a no. All right. Can I just say that how badly I need the Yankees to sign Cole? I mean, the Knicks are down by 24. They're terrible. The Devils are just as bad. Like I need this right now. Star. Did you have fun at the Rangers Devils game the other night? I forget if I asked you or not. (laughs) Not 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 particularly. No. It's all right. The Rangers showed up Monday night and just totally crapped all over themselves. So, yeah. So, just if if you're listening, Hal, just do this for us because we're we're suffering through a dark winter right now. Yeah, just let's, let's get it done. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I guess that's really it. Like, right, Cole. Everything else is happening. Are, are you excited that the, the, the hot stove is actually hot right now? We're not even at the winter meetings yet, but still, we have guys signing, like brand-name guys signing. Cole Hamels, Zach Wheeler, Mike Moustakis. Yeah, um, yeah, it's that, that it's definitely already off to a much better start than, than last offseason. Guys are, guys are signing, and they're also, you know, they're legit getting paid. I mean, I saw Wheeler's contract, and, that, and my first reaction was, wow, like, good for him. He got... He got paid. That's that's great for him. I kind of felt the same way about Mustakis because he's, you know, he's not particularly young, and I feel like his last couple of years he's been in the what one fifteen, one twenty OPS OPS plus range. So he he got a a good deal as well. So it's nice to see the the players getting paid, and now it sounds like Cole is going to get the record deal that he deserves. So. I mean, just in terms of a league-wide scope, this is already feeling much better than, than last offseason when owners were just clearly not wanting to spend. And guys were waiting through, I mean, through the new year to find out where they were going to be playing the next season. Some guys yeah. waited till June. <laughs> and uh, one guy we're still waiting on that I don't know if I should be worried or not. But is uh, Mr. Brett Gardner? Yeah, that that was the next. That was what I was going to bring up before we left. Are, are, aren't you surprised? I mean, this given the year Brett Gardner had, even if there is concern about the ball being a little dejuiced next year, Gardner was incredibly valuable for the Yankees. More importantly, above all, he stayed healthy and played a lot of games in the outfield and still played good defense. I, I don't know. I, I I kind of was. This kind of struck me as like a CC Sabathia situation last off season where they just really quickly lock him up for a one year deal and, and then move on to the, to the next point of focus, which should be cold. But I, yeah, I'm, I am a little surprised. I mean, did, do you think maybe they underestimated the market for Gardner given the season they had, and maybe there are other teams talking to him? I, I feel like if the Yankees just offered him a, a ballpark 
you know one year deal that he would probably get something similar from other teams that this would be done already. Yeah, I would I would think so. I I'm, most of the tweets about it are you know the Yankees are reportedly still interested in Brett Gardner. They're just focusing on Colin Strasburg. Andy Martino tweeted earlier today. We haven't heard anything on Brett Gardner for a while. I can tell you why they're focused on Cole and Strasburg, but there remains optimism about Gardner. Perhaps he will sign after the big fish pit pitcher, which to me, it's like, dude, if you're really going to sign Brett Gardner and go after this big fish, you can't be like, well, we're going to figure out something to give to you. And then after our payroll situ- situation is clear, they should just, you know, here's $7 million. Go play center field for half the year until Hicks comes back. Yeah. All right, yeah, glad we mentioned that because that is that is every passing day. I'm like, man, this is weird. It's very odd. Yeah, yeah. It's it seems like the Yankees are kind of waiting patiently. I, I feel like there's something. I I, I think they're gonna. I think they've got a good chance of getting cold, but I feel like Cashman's got something big up his sleeve that he's that's uh, that's not signing Cole. <laughs> no, I yeah, I feel he's gonna get cold. I think he's gonna do something else big. So we're um, thinking 2009. Or 2008 offseason type of... Yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, when you think about it, right? He goes and he gets Sabathia and Burnett, and that's, like, the big thing. And then he goes in and surprises everybody and grabs Teixeira, which, I mean, that's... To this day, that is probably the most excited I have been, other than when they brought Tino back of a, of a free agent <laughs> signing. Like, I, when that happened, I'm like, this is a World Series, this is a World Series winner. And, and it was. I... Yeah, so I don't know if it's going to be a trade for Lindor. It, it could be something like that, but I still feel like he's got he's got something he's working on, kind of juicy. I, I just it's too quiet, other than the Cole stuff, and I, I don't I refuse to believe Cashman can't multitask. I think I think something big is going to happen, and I think it might be Lindor. We'll see. I, I but again, I mean, top priority is Cole. I mean. Oh, not yeah, just 100%. not just for next season, for the seasons after, because the Yankees mm-hmm. with Paxton and Tanaka coming off um, coming off the books after next season, you you cannot be relying on filling your rotation with prospects like Debbie Garcia and Mike King. They're just they just they're just not they're wild cards. Yeah, exactly. Wild card. <laughs> so good good on the Yankees for recognizing all this and and apparently getting approval from Hal to. Uh, to spend that money. That is all we've wanted. It's all we've wanted this whole time. Just spend yep. the endless amount of money that we all give you. Put some of it into the team. So good on I that. spent, baby. <laughs> all right. Um, what are you looking forward to this week except from except for a breaking news tweet from Jeff Passan? That's actually Jeff Passan. Well, I mean, the, the Jeff Passan tweet got me so excited because he started with the New York Yankees. And, I like, whenever he starts it like that, you're like, oh. You know, because yeah. it was very official beginning. It wasn't well, I was like, driving I'm, home when you sent the text about the link that we've been talking about this entire podcast, and then you said, like, let's go with a bunch of O's, and I just, like, glanced oh, down at my phone, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, this was still good news. You. All right, I'm looking forward to, I don't know, you go first, because I don't want to take up too much time thinking. You go first. Um... I'm looking forward to the Mandalorian and, and continuing my Star Wars rewatch. I'd say that that's mine. Cool. I'm doing the I'm doing the same thing. I'm I'm I just finished Rogue One, so I'm about to move on to a New Hope. Uh, I'm, I'm still in Clone Wars right now. I'm doing an all-out rewatch. Oh, you're doing the Clone Wars, the the 
The movie I've, or the I've show? Watched, I've watched Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Then I watched the Clone Wars movie. And now I'm in season okay. two of the Clone Wars show. I, have, I mean, you realize the movie comes out two weeks from today, right? Well, yeah, but thanks to our friends at Reddit, I have the filler-free oh, okay. user guide. So where it really only averages out to like three or four episodes a season that are actually essential to the Star Wars timeline and aren't like filler episodes. So I'll get it done. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. I mean, once you get the shows done, once you get Clone Wars and Rebels done, then it's really just banging out the movies. Yeah, but I mean, those, you know, those Rebels I started, but I haven't really had a chance to to do that. So anyway, I'm looking forward to Fallen Order. I've almost beaten it. So maybe that, maybe trying to find a new opponent for uh, Star Wars Rebellion and play a little little board game, which we had a great first game. It was very exciting. Yeah, that was a fun uh, game. We we both wound up breaking some rules. I think <laughs> I broke more accidentally than you, though. So we'll give you the the, T, the TKO win. Sounds um, good. I'll accept it. That's it. Anyway, I know you got to get out of here and get to a movie. So that's it. I'll say I'm looking forward to hopefully finding somebody to play a board game with. Sounds good. Well, hopefully there is more Garrett Cole news to talk about by this time next week. Obviously, if if fingers well, crossed, the, if Cole, is, the winter meetings are next week, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if Cole signs, out. if Cole signs, we'll be sure to hop on as soon as possible after that news breaks for for reactions. But so far, this seems like a a damn good start to reaching that hypothetical scenario. So, um, good news in in Yankees universe, and hopefully there'll be more good news to talk about next week. And thanks to everybody for listening. See you later, everybody.